Hello and welcome back to this PEPED podcast. And today I want to consider a, uh, a question on conscience. Critically contrast the theory of conscience of Aquinas and Freud. These are two of the principal people who are mentioned in our specification. Now, when we're doing a critical contrast, it pays to divide up what we're actually looking at. So, for example, with this question, we could look at the origin, the development, and the application of conscience to moral decisions. And both Aquinas and Freud take very different views on these three elements, origin, development, and application. Aquinas argues that the origin of conscience is God-given and innate. That means something we're born with. And it is intuitive. It operates a bit like an instinct. And Aquinas uses the word synderesis for this inbuilt intuitive knowledge of the primary precepts. They are the broad goals, the rational goals that we pursue by our very natures. Freud, in contrast, argues that the origin of conscience occurs in early childhood as parental praise and blame condition guilt responses. And this implies conscience may be flawed and even pathological, meaning leading to irrational guilt and neurosis. Particularly, Freud was interested in the pathology of our sexual feelings and behaviour where he found it was often driven by irrational feelings of guilt and shame. Now Aquinas argues that conscience operates by taking our God-given intuitions and then applying our reason. He calls this second element conscientia, C-O-N-S-C-I-E-N-T-I-A, which he explains is reason making right decisions, I quote. And we can link this to the creation and application of secondary precepts. These are what Aquinas calls, I quote again, approximate conclusions of right judgment. And notice that this judgment is not infallible and that the conclusions can indeed change. They are not absolute and unchanging. And as creatures made in the image of God, as mentioned in the book of Genesis, we are required to think, develop and use our ability to reason. Now Freud argues that our feelings of guilt guide our actions and although the mature conscience may later brand these feelings as irrational, nonetheless we are left with feelings of guilt which can be crippling if we break parent-induced norms of behaviour. Sometimes we will need therapy to cure these irrational feelings and the repressed feelings may surface in dreams which may need to be interpreted. Moreover, Freud argues we have complexes such as the Oedipus complex, that is, a love of mother and a desire to kill the father figure. It can lead to an inner sense of conflict within the psyche So Freud's is a theory of psyche in conflict, and it's a conflict, as we'll see in a moment, between three elements in the Freudian 
scheme of thought. And this is something that Aquinas doesn't really consider if we're contrasting the two. Preferring to see all of us proceeding by acting out of apparent goods, that's actions we honestly believe are good, even though they break the natural law. And there's no sense that you get in Freudian psychology of an attempt to live with and to resolve conflict within the human mind in Aquinas's thought. Now Aquinas is, is a teleological theory. Cinderaceus is a view of conscience which argues for natural, rational purposes, the primary precepts which orientate us towards good ends. Telos means end. Freudian psychology, in contrast, argues there is no purpose, no God-given purpose at all, only a form of conditioning by parental upbringing which may essentially be random, culturally relative and often incoherent. And in this sense, in Freudian psychology, the sins of our parents are indeed visited upon us. Aquinas assumes we are free and rational, and in contrast, Freud argues we are conditioned, and our decisions makes, are made sub-rationally at the levels of feelings, complexes, and motivations we don't even understand, sometimes we're not even aware of in an in a, in a, in a open sense. Freudian psychology is highly deterministic. It doesn't really uh, uh, believe in the freedom of the will, whereas Aquinas, seeing as, as made in God's image, dignifies us with choice and responsibility. Choice guided and informed by this Cinderaceous principle. But is there any evidence for Cinderaceous, we may ask critically? Arguably not. Human beings often appear to be selfish and egocentric, and only occasionally altruistic. That is, with a desire to help the stranger in distress. Our aims often seem to be culturally determined rather than determined by an inbuilt sense of the moral law. And moreover, Nazi Germany proves just how easy it is to rationalise evil. And even the churches were complicit. See the action, uh, the section on moral Christian action and the role of Bonhoeffer in Christian thought. Freudian psychology, in contrast, can explain the evils of Nazism as the working out of some deep-seated complex, perhaps an inferiority complex, for example, created by the humiliations imposed by the Allies on Germany by the Treaty of Versailles in 1918. And the Jewish people became scapegoats for the economic hardships of the 1920s and 30s, this sub-rational blaming and dehumanisation had horrendous consequences in the Holocaust. And we might ask, where is the evidence of Cinderaceous then? And Freudian's theory is also really a kind of metaphysical speculation. There's no scientific basis for postulating an id, which is the seat of our desires, an ego, which is the seat of our self-identity, and the superego, the seat of our conscience. 
Freudian psychology mirrors other attempts we find in history to compartmentalize human decision-making, such as Aristotle's view, for example, that the psyche, the soul, has four parts, and that reason has to control the passions in order to gain virtuous behavior. Now, ironically, Richard Dawkins' argument that there is an evolved genetic predisposition to altruism, to our desire to help someone in distress, even when they're a stranger or when there's considerable risk involved, this Dawkins view may give a biological explanation for the cinderacist principle we find in Aquinas. Because both Dawkins' altruistic gene and Aquinas' cinderacist are innate predispositions orientating us towards morally good conduct. They are obviously two different explanations, but the result is the same. And remember, this is a critical contrast that we're trying to produce here. You don't need to prefer either Aquinas or to Freud, but to bring out the theological view of Aquinas and compare it critically with Freud's atheistic humanism. Now you can find further extracts from Freud and Aquinas on the conscience section of the PEPED website together with a detailed handout which explores these ideas in greater detail.